You're listening to Industrious Radio, a show designed to help you work hard, live fit, and lead an exceptional life. Today's show is brought to you from our friends at Head to Toe Spine and Sport Therapy, a modern manual therapy practice where movement is the best medicine. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome, guys. What's up? And welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? Good, good. What's up, Barry? What's up, Big J? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Excellent. Another day. Excellent. And we have a special guest, Dr. Annie Armstrong. Woo-hoo! The community was, favorite. The community I, favorite. <laughs> I was going to break into a song right there. Almost. <laughs> I felt like I wanted to. If I could I sing, love this. I, love I this totally would have just started to sing right there. I love our title, Movement's yeah. the Best Medicine. I mean, I, that's just so on point. I think that sums it all up. Yep. Yeah. I think it needs to really go into the slogan of the head to toe slogan. We need to make that switch. Okay. Here we are. I think it, Remarketing, I think rebranding. Yeah. Just right now. Have a slogan? Move better, be better. Yeah. Well, I like or modern too. manual therapy. We've had a lot of different ones, but I like movement is the best medicine. Yeah. I think it's great. It's okay. great. That's well, guys, it. welcome to the show today. Today's show is a incredible show. If you're a person who's thinking about getting into working out, but maybe you haven't been working out for a little while, or you've just signed up for the gym and you're a little bit wondering, how do I prep? How do I go in there? Maybe I'm a little nervous. Maybe I'm a little intimidated. Maybe I haven't CrossFitted in a few years, or maybe I've never CrossFitted. Or if you're at the gym and you have that friend, family member, that 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 brother, sister, uncle, aunt, cousin, mom, dad, son, child who hasn't worked out. This is the show to listen to. Or if you're over at Primera and you've been thinking, I want to go out and join those crazy folks who are working outside in the lawn, but I'm a little worried. Maybe I have an injury. Maybe I haven't worked out in a bit. This is the show to listen to. This is five key. We're going to cover five critical keys on what you need to do and understand before you start working out to make sure your workout program is just absolutely exceptional. Yeah. I think this is a, a well-timed episode with everything that we got going on. You mentioned Primera. We also got South Lake Union opening up in just a couple of weeks, and there's, there's been a lot of people reaching out saying, hey, I haven't done CrossFit ever, or I haven't done it in five to ten years, and I want to get back into it. Uh, but how do I get back into it? This is going to be a great episode for all those people. Yeah, this is one to listen to ahead of time. And as you go, this is a great kind of come back to it. We're going to share some great resources. We have Dr. Annie uh, here. And for those of you who don't know Dr. Annie, uh, she is the absolute guru, muscle, joint, body transformation whisperer, um, <laughs> who is our, our resident go-to healer. Uh, and her clinic at Head to Spine and Sport is is a great friend of ours. And we send a ton of our athletes over there. I personally go there Jerry's been, Jerry, Big J's been there. We've all been there. Uh, and the work those guys do is amazing. So, Andy, thanks for coming on the show today to share with us. Yeah, total pleasure. So this is just an awesome topic. This is where we see a lot of a lot of patients in the clinic. We're, they're at this stage where we're really helping them get ready to start working out. Um, and or maybe they jumped into working out and they hadn't done a few things first, and then they, they've got a few aches and pains as a result. So I think this is just a really great topic to make it an easier transition and an injury-free transition. So, so you can start loading your body um, and not end up on my table. So that's the goal of this or end show. up on the table a little bit less because you well, know we're yeah. big fan. We're big fans. We're, we recommend go in and get the work done. You know, we Absolutely. all need maintenance, especially us folks. Now, now, Jeremy, as the young as the young buck the in the room, in- right? you're <laughs> like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I go hard all the time. But I mean, as the as the 43 year old athlete, I need the periodic tune up. Well, you know, the thing is, we have to think about is that. For most of us who maybe aren't active yet or haven't been active in a while or just took a little delay or whatever may be showing up in our life is that we're not really using our 
joints through their full range of motion on a daily basis. Like we all know that, right? Everything we've talked before about how we're really forward in our, in our body uses, like we sit in a computer and our arms are forward, we eat forward, we lift forward. A lot of our actions are forward body intensive, right? So we're really not using the full range of motion of our joints. And what we, what we know from the research is that we don't really engage our joint until we have used it to a full range of motion, if that makes sense. So when we think about proprioceptive input or nervous system input to the joint, it's really begging for full joint range of motion, prepare it for load. So kind of what you're talking about here in a scientific way is this, you know, use it or lose it mentality when we haven't been utilizing our joints and moving through full range of motion. So we've kind of been just doing our everyday life with, and, you know, maybe we haven't been pushing stuff overhead. Maybe we haven't been doing deep full range squats. You know, maybe we haven't been, you know, engaging our core um, with a load on our back, you know, doing different weighted activity or whatever. You're saying there then our, our nervous system and our joints, our muscles, our, our, our connective tissue, all of that stuff then really kind of needs to be prepped before we do that. Yeah. And, and specifically with this particular part of this topic, we're talking about the joint itself, right? So where the joint is cartilage, right? So there's not, there's zero to little blood supply to the joint. So the joint is reliant on synovial fluid, joint goo, whatever you want to call it, really to keep it healthy. And so range of motion also, like a full range of motion prep will bring that synovial fluid to the joint and give it oxygen and nutrients, keeping it healthy. So you may notice like maybe you feel like your knees are cracking or your shoulders are cracking or maybe your ankles are poppy cracky a lot. It's an indication that your cartilage is a little bit dehydrated, right? So when we think about taking our body that's maybe been a little sedentary and we're taking it and we're going to start loading and moving, um, we, we do a, a movement prep at our clinic. It's called short, short term called CARS. It's, um, it's controlled articular rotations of the joint. It's developed by Dr. Spina from Functional Range Conditioning. It's really easy. We've got a, a um, we can mention this at, this at the end, but on our website, on our patient resources, this is free for everybody. There's a um, joint mobility section. Which you can analyze, which you can look at. It's about a ten-minute work, and essentially what it does is it is it teaches you to, to breathe, and with controlled movement, you take each of your joints through their full range of motion. So as you're doing this, like you may notice that you have like cracks or pops in your joint, and that's really that's okay. Like that's okay. Like as you do more of the repetitions, you'll notice that those go away. But what I want you to sort of be aware of as you do this work is that if you have like a pinch a painful pinch. That means you've got a joint dysfunction. And that's when you need to come see see me or some of my team at head to toe. Okay. So so does that make sense? Like so mo- mobility of the joints is really an important first step and it it doesn't have to be daunting. It's very easy and easy if you follow along that simple video we've got on our website. So some normal stiffness we're we're going to have and some right. pops and cracks and creaks, but you're talking about when we get that pinching that that kind of sharp pinch or that oh ow like yeah. that thing where we oh go on too far like that that's when we have a joint dysfunction going on right it's helpful to know that's when that's when you need to get some help and that's when don't so just don't work through that right okay but if it's crackle crackle a little bit you know crepitacy that kind of thing maybe even a tad uncomfortable and that's would, that's this, okay to work through is this something that we should be doing like this kind of just joint activation and movement is that something we should be doing like every day or just before workouts or after workouts or a couple times a week like I know, and I know maybe there's the ideal world and then there's like, what's the minimum? Yeah. I mean, it's a daily, I think, um, especially if you're, if you're going to start working out and you haven't, 
you done any of this stuff yet? Just, For the first couple it's, weeks, it's really definitely ten, something. It's 10 minutes a day, um, and it's a daily. It's a daily movement prep. Because mobility will, without that joint mobility, you really can't have you know, authentic strength and power. So and this is where then other injuries come in, too, is that we're not prepped and that we haven't done this. We kind of skip this step. Right. It's like maybe going running without tying your shoelaces. And then you're like halfway yeah. through the run and you're like <laughs> step and you're like, oh, and like you pitch yeah. and you just like skin the hat, your face and you get the brush, you know, totally. burns. Well, I mean, if you imagine like you haven't done this prep for your joint. Right. And even if you have the range of motion, say you're lifting a weight overhead for the first time in a lot of years and you haven't done the prep, your nervous system is just not prepared for that. And so you're more subject to injury there. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. We see we see a lot of people on, on both ends, ends of the spectrum at Industrious, you know, people who clearly haven't moved in that range of motion in years. And so, you know, they're really struggling to find that range of motion. And then people who are naturally just really flexible right. who can get to that range of motion, but then there's no stability there. Exactly. Um, can you maybe speak on like creating stability? I mean, this might be a totally separate subject, but like for people who, you know, they do find this, this greater range of motion. Cause one of the things that, you know, we like to preach and talk about is like, as you find more range of motion in your joints, as you become less stiff, I guess, um, there is a need for stability in that new range of motion i think that's something that we kind of we 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 brush the surface on uh at the gym but i don't think like we really dive deep uh into like how important that is to create that stability once you find the the range of motion yeah i think it's a, it's, it's a really interesting question and I, and we do see that as well in, in my clinic is that the people who have the range of motion and don't have the stability and that's almost a more difficult place to be in you know so one of the things to think about i think when you're talking about creating stability is, is that core recruitment piece, which I think is really number two on our list of when you're starting to work out again. We talk about, a, about this a little bit, but learning to breathe correctly is a foundational piece. So we all breathe, obviously, other we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be alive, right? But, but a lot of us don't know how to diaphragmatic breathe anymore. So, you know, it, breathing patterns change either from injury, from, from trauma, anxiety, just not utilizing our full breath, but learning to dive that through true diaphragmatic breath again is essential for, for core recruitment, which is foundational to what you're talking about. Which core recruitment isn't just our abs either, right? It's also, doesn't that kind of wrap around and part it, of our spine and stuff? Exactly. Yeah. So we have this whole oblique sling. We really have to think about it as a cylinder, right? From the spine around to the front. It's really not our, not just our abs. It's like we think about our abs as being our core, but that's not true either. But we also have to think about the core um, the first piece of it is the diaphragm, right? And so unless we have diaphragmatic breath, um, the diaphragm drops down as we take a breath. And that engages then the abdominals and then the spinal stabilizers. So think of it as a balloon pushing out. Like if we had a balloon inside our belly and it was pushing out on all sides, that's what diaphragmatic breath does. So that has to happen first. And quite often, we think about going in and like sucking our belly button to our spine and just sort of tightening up our abs as core recruitment. And that's only partial core recruitment. So we have to think about it the other way around and we have to breathe first. It's almost like that's our, our, our natural weight belt, you know? So when we think about stabilization in a lift, you know, if you're familiar with doing a deadlift where you're picking a heavy weight kind of off the ground or a back squat where you have a weight on your back and you're going down and then up, sometimes... Uh, it feels unstable, like you feel a little wonky or whatever. And so some people, if you ever see them wearing those weight belts, like the big thick belt around their waist, that provides the stability to the core. But really what you're talking about is learning how to do that 
with your own muscles in your own your diaphragm and and because that's really what it is. It like is. When you actually have that our belly own belly. weightlifting belt. Yeah, I mean, built in. We, we're provided with this amazing. We call it the oblique sling. This amazing sling of muscles around, um, and that when activated, we're we're really in a fantastic position to prevent um, injury. Plus, in addressing your question, really, unless we have that. We call it proximal, proximal core stability. We can't have distal mobility. And sometimes if we have too much mobility in the extremities, it means we're sacrificing through the core. Um, I see that sometimes with like overhead lifting where people are really, you see it all the time. Mm -hmm. So they're sacrificing, they're losing that core um, and they're losing using a lot of movement through here. They kind of get wiggly and yeah. jiggly, shoulder. get that yeah. overarch. Right, right, the overarch, crazy. And bar- that yeah. overarch, right. Yeah, when people do like a, like a strict press, they're just pressing the barbell from the shoulders to overhead with, with just their upper body, no use of their legs. We, we like to call it the standing bench press when they <laughs> bend back so far that all of a sudden they're bench pressing and then just tucking their head through their arms. <laughs> we always we, we like to uh, go against that. We don't want that. No. So, so yeah. So, so core recruitment, but starting with diaphragmatic breath. And that's a video that we'll make sure it's on the patient portal too. It's an easy self-assessment exercise that you can do at home. And um, it's certainly part of our intake protocol at Head to Toe. And I know that you coaches are always looking at that too. Because if people are breathing, we call it inspiratory breathing pattern, where they're breathing really through their ribs, they're engaging a bunch of other muscles to breathe. They're engaging their traps, um, scalenes in their neck. Um, and, and you know, people are like, oh, that chronic tight neck and that hypertrophied trap. And they're really like tight through here. They're not breathing through the diaphragm anymore. So it's simple. Yeah, I think there's a couple different, like, if I'm trying to think of movements that we do at the gym, like, if we're back squatting, or let's say front squatting, for instance, bars on the front rack position, we like to tell people to really drive up into, like, their rib, or, like, their rib cage and up through the shoulders and create a lot of stability up top since the weight is, like, right on top of the shoulders in that upper body area, but whenever we're teaching the deadlift, and I like to think of telling people whether they're wearing a weight belt or not, if you are wearing a weight belt, right, you put it on, you tighten it up. But if you set your be- your belt and then you suck in away from the belt, then now your belt's just a, an accessory. Like it's not actually doing anything for you. So like the idea of wearing a belt is to tighten it, but push into the belt. And even if you don't have a belt, imagine that you are wearing a belt, push into your imaginary belt. It's almost like that bearing down in that, but that breathing and that activation of the core. Yeah. And it is, it does take time to practice that. And once, but once you do practice it, then you can start to activate it in all of these types of lifts. And you also mentioned that just in everyday life, it's actually very beneficial from a, from a mental standpoint. I know we're going to talk a little bit about mindset, but big, deep belly breathing. That's it's like so a, important. So important, right. right? Yeah. But it's so important for relaxation, right? Absolutely. But I love what you're saying about how you got how you how you teach that during a deadlift pattern. You know, industrious is I I I admit I got a little out of condition myself and went back and I'm lifting with with um, industrious right now and it's the cueing is amazing. You know, so you know how to cue simply so that we re recruit. I got cued yesterday with my squat. Chrissy helped me and it felt so much better. Nice. So kudos to you on. On really helping people to to set up so they're not going to get hurt because that's you know really once people do this this joint prep they learn to breathe they do some core recruitment um, and then they get into the gym then you know your cueing and and your form is going to keep people out of out of injury. Well, this is the thing I think that's so great about industrious is I think sometimes when when we ha- we haven't been working out for a while or maybe we haven't 
you know, been into Industrious ever, uh, just the idea of going into a gym can be intimidating. And the idea of going to do a workout is intimidating. And it's almost like getting thrown into the deep end of a pool filled with a bunch of sharks. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to get eaten alive. I'm gonna... but, but really what happens is totally different than that. When you're, yeah. when you're at Industrious only, I mean, there's other great gyms out there that do this too. But I mean, I, I can only speak to what we do. And that is making sure then that what you're doing is right for where you are when you walk through that door. Yes. It, or when you walk onto the lawn, if you're coming to Primera, you know, where you come in at, the coaches meet you there. Even to your point, whether you're advanced, whether you're a beginner, whether you used to work out all the time and you don't, it's like finding out where you are today, how, how's your body move right now, and like, let's give you the right cues then to make progress forward and get you some great stimulus so you're getting some benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. Then that's, that's what you see you do so well. I mean, that's just really does that well. And so I think walking into, I don't know what your reference was, but you know, certainly walking into industrious can be overwhelming because there's a lot of very fit people there, you know? So it's like, motivating. Oh, fit and motivated. We're going to talk about mindset later. <laughs> <laughs> so don't I look think... at what you're not. <laughs> look at what you want to become. Yes. <laughs> I love it. But I tell you what, the, the, so breathing and joint mobility, simple, simple tasks. So, and with, with breathing, obviously firing the core. Um, and is that that bear down feeling? Like what, how do we yeah. cue that? Or so, what do we... so a simple way to think about it, you know, like if, if your breath is right, is really if you have to have that feeling someone's going to punch you in the, in the stomach. You know, that bracing feeling is a, is a nice way to think about it. Um, I have a, a top, my top favorite core recruitment exercise is also on the patient portal. It's in the graduation resources. It's the movement. It's the core recruitment first video. Um, and it's a fantastic um, exercise that, I really love. So that's something people could look at too for, for if they want to sort of recruit their core even before they or on their way to start lifting. Maybe we can do pull all these videos together in a section for like sure. our industrious section. Yeah, and then that's that a way great people idea. can just click over, find the industrious section on the patient portal, and then boom, they could yeah. find these videos. Let's do that. So that'll be an easy place to find everything. I think probably the other thing, and we've I've beaten this a lot. It's like beating a dead horse, but you know, the, the, if you have found doing your joint mobility task that you have some really tight spots, that's where you want to pull out the foam roller and the lacrosse ball, right. And do that, do that important soft tissue reset, um, which is so easy to do before you start, before you start working out or on your way to start working out or while you're working out to prevent yourself from being really sore. And after you're done working out. And after you're done working out. And the next day. And every day. (laughs) Simple, right? Yeah. I think it's just, continuously working on that range of motion. I, I like to think like five to 10 minutes of mobility every single day is better than one hour of mobility once a week. Oh, it's so much more beneficial. Yeah. I mean, just really 15 minutes, I think, is what you need to do. Take yourself through a full, a full, full joint mobility task, foam rolling a couple spots. You know. This can be done. This it, this is can be done in so many different places. You can do this at the office. You could do this right when you're done working out. You could do it right when you're before working out. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you're doing it a little bit before you work out. I mean, jumping on that foam roller, moving, actively going through that cars exercise, just getting that joint activation, grabbing that lacrosse ball, and getting into a couple maybe tender areas or areas that are a little bit sore from the last workout. It it seems like that little amount of work. It 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 does maybe sometimes seems like well, that's not going to really do that much for me. And it's amazing how much it does do. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Is it's relatively simple and really preventative. So when it comes to foam rolling um, and lacrosse balling, there's there's a lot to do there. Uh, is that do you think the what's the so what's the recommendation for person? So if you don't have a foam roller, you don't have a lacrosse ball. 
you should have one in your house. Yeah. We, we have one even in the studio here. It's on the floor. Yeah. You know, sometimes even when we're just doing a show, somebody just grabs the foam roller and starts rolling themselves out because we're <laughs> addicted to it. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Don't, do not even tempt me. <laughs> it's, it's an awesome, simple tool. You know. So get one. Every, everybody should have one at their home. We have them at the gym, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can find them on Amazon Prime and get them shipped next day. Yeah, they're like $10. They're so cheap. And remember that foam rolling, just because it's called a foam roller, doesn't mean what you actually do is roll, right? So it's more, think of it as a foam trigger. Find yeah. that sore spot and relax. Let that foam roller sink into that trigger point and dissolve it. That's definitely right? a, a big one that we see is I've seen people get on there and, you know, they're rolling their back and they're rolling from their neck all the way to their tailbone, just back and back forth. And forth. Like, <laughs> like it's like a weeble amusement ride. Yeah, yeah. Like an amusement ride. Yeah, they're oh. just like shooting themselves across it. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to do 15 things all at once here. Like, just, just pick one and roll with it. Yeah. And, and uh, Head to Toe hosted a foam rolling and lacrosse ball seminar. That was, uh, what, about a month ago or a little yeah, over a month ago? Like um, and Dr. Lee was there running the show. And, and it was great, you know, letting people know, like, once you find a spot that's, that's, you know, feel sticky, hang out there. Don't just keep going for everything else. Like if you find a spot, focus on that Yeah. for, for whatever, 90 seconds, two minutes, Yeah. So, however long it takes. Yeah, or until it hurts too much and then move on. Yeah. You know, either way. And there's a ton of videos on, on that as well like on the Facebook page and the YouTube channel and inside the Patient Portal video thing. So that's one where if you need some inspiration, you guys have done tons of training on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be all on our resource you're going to make for us. Perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll, awesome. or, we'll get it all organized so that organized. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would utilize the head to toe page more than just random YouTube because there's a lot of things on YouTube so that bad. are just totally ridiculous. And yeah. don't read the first article on Google just because it was the first one on Google. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tr try always, and true. yeah, always verify your sources. Head to toe, verified. Verified. By a lot of people. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one is really, I think you should speak to this, is, is mindset. So making that decision to join Industrious or Primera, getting out on the lawn and starting the workout. My patients getting over and starting moving again, you know. Well, I think it's sometimes it's like that mindset thing. It's the hesitation. Um, there's the hesitation. There's the fear. There's the uncertainty. There's the worry. And I think that's one of the biggest things to address up front if you're not currently working out. Uh, or you have a friend, family member, you know, or you're thinking about working out, it's getting over that doubt, that frustration that, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, just recently, you know, personally, my, my wife's mother's having a bunch of shoulder, chest issue things or whatever. And I've been telling her, go and see Dr. Annie, right? And she's like, has this fear of going in. And it's the same fear of doing your taxes. It's the same fear of any big thing where you think it's going to be worse than it is. Mm -hmm. And so... It's taken forever, and she's coming in Monday, by the way. So we got, <laughs> finally got her. But I had to just go make an appointment for her. Like, legitimately had to just make an appointment. Like, you're going. We made the appointment. You have to go. Um, because that that doubt is so, that, so, so strong for people. And, you know, don't you think it's the same thing sometimes when people are thinking about walking through that door, they're thinking about signing up, they have to overcome that first feeling of uncertainty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's just – I, I would say that at Industrious, that would be the biggest barrier of entry not at industrious, but it's in your own head, right? So we try to remove as many barriers of entry to the fitness realm as possible, right? You can literally just show up and we'll pretty much do everything for you other than actually move the barbell, right? The workout's already written. We've designed the warm up for you. We have all of the equipment here for you. So just walk in the door, check in on the iPad, and we'll pretty much just walk you hand in hand through the entire class. 
Um, but you do, you have to make that decision yourself to come in. Um, and so I, you know, you got to weigh the, the pros and cons of it. Do you want a healthy lifestyle and do you want to have, um, not, you know, we're not necessarily trying to live till to be 150 years old, but if let's say we all had 75 years on this earth, like how, what is the quality of your 75 years going to be? Um, we want it to be the best 75 years that you can possibly live. Um, and, and fitness is going to do that for you. It's going to allow you to go out and explore and really see the whole world. And if you don't have even like a baseline level of fitness, you're going to be confined to your house where your car can take you. And that's it. You know, yeah, quality so of life true. goes down. So we might live longer, but we want that quality of life to be super high, especially as we get into our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. There's no reason why we can't be going out there and having adventures and feeling that we can keep up with our kids and our grandkids and go for a hike and get on a plane and go see a new place or whatever that thing is that you want to do. Yeah. Fitness allows you to keep that quality of life so high for so much longer. Yeah. And yeah, it's so true. One of my one of my favorite people on earth is Will Smith. Will Smith, great actor, decent rapper, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> but just a, just an all around good guy. He was giving us a, a, a talk at some show about how on the other side of fear is just this euphoria. And so at some point you have to jump, right? If you're going skydiving, there's so, so many nerves signing the waiver, watching the video, you get on the plane, it goes up. And then at the, the peak fear is the moment you leave that plane. But as soon as you jump out, it's that huge euphoric sensation is like, I did it. And this is, this is everything. Right. And that's the same thing. It goes with, approaching anything that that scares you whether it's fitness right coming in the door is probably that first that jump from the plane it's the moment you crack the door open at industrious you've jumped you're in there the music's playing people are greeting you and it's like oh like what was why was i so afraid of this this isn't that bad like this is this is awesome Um, it's actually interesting too because it's a great chance to turn your your brain off a little bit you know, all of us live so much of, of our time, we're in our heads. You know, we're thinking about all the stuff we have to do. We're worried about all the stuff that needs to happen. We're always thinking constantly about stuff. And there's something really powerful about coming into the gym and coming into Industrious is an opportunity to kind of turn all that noise off a little bit. Because like you said, you know, you don't have to think about what you're going to do. It's so nice to just be able to show up and say, okay, what do I need to do? And somebody's like, great, get in line here. And we're going to do this and like move like this for 10 seconds. And then you're going to do this for 30 seconds. And then, you know, it takes you through the whole thing. You can kind of turn your mind off. Get in tune with your body, and then this is a great opportunity if you're practicing your cars and you're breathing and whatever. It's just that great sense of connection to who you are and what you're doing to improve yourself. Man, that can provide this great sense of fulfillment that sometimes is missing when we're just banging out our to-do list. We're sitting in front of our computer, and we're executing against our stuff. That, that's a whole other thing. You know, When we come into the gym, we can put all that aside. Yeah. Um, and, and to keep you going, I'll use my mom, for instance. It took me... I've been doing CrossFit since 2012 and my mom finally came into the gym maybe about six months ago and started up and she was doing great. She had some like trouble with her knees and stuff, but I haven't seen her in two months. So, you know, keeping yourself going becomes the next challenge after you get started. Um, and you just need to decide like, what do you want your, what do you, who do you like, who do you want to be as a great one? When we had that episode with Adam, Adam Gearlock, our leadership guy, you know, it's, you got to decide who do you want to be? Do you want to be recognized as somebody who is fit and healthy or someone who is sedentary and just living day to day? Because then you, you got to start building your habits around who you want to be. The decisions that you make day in and day out are going to start to uh, create and build the puzzle 
that makes up your life. You know, each piece that you that you pick, which which end of the uh, buffet are you going to? Are you going to the salad bar or are you going to the deep fried section? Um, are you going to take the stairs or are you going to ride the escalator or the elevator? Are you going to? That's all I got right now. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> no, but you get where I'm going. You get where I'm going. Each decision. Yeah. I think it's like this commitment to a fitness lifestyle, and and I just want everyone to know, like, no matter where you are, no matter like what you're doing, um, if when you're when you come when you're out of shape, quote unquote, or you haven't been working out, no matter if you used to be a collegiate athlete, no matter if you crossfitted for ten years and then you haven't been crossfitting for the last five years, no matter what, once you get started again, it's a little tough. I mean, it's like a a body in motion likes to stay in motion. A body at rest likes to stay at rest. It's mm-hmm. like entropy. It is like the natural laws of the universe. I mean, it is takes some effort to get things going. But once they get going, there comes a breakthrough point where all of a sudden it's not that hard to maintain. It's not that hard to do a little bit more. You know, talk about your mom. The hardest part is those first couple months getting started. But once you get it going, that's when you can maintain much, much easier because you have that momentum. You know, you're in motion. But I think what happens sometimes is that's where you get like an injury or or a soreness or some environmental thing that you don't address that you allow to derail you. So the other big piece of the mindset is, you know, overcome the fear, overcome the initial doubt, get started, but expect some kind of obstacle challenge, expect some headwinds, expect some speed bumps in those first few months and be ready to overcome them when they th- – because it's like life is like testing you. It's like, do you really want this? You really want this? You really want to have this great life? You really want fitness? You really want all the benefits? Well, you're going to have to overcome some stuff to get it. Yeah, and don't think of your body as failing you when you get a little little niggle, little this, little that. It's not. It just needs a little bit of attention. You're not breaking down. You're not breaking down. People are, I mean, rightfully so afraid of being hurt, and you know, but, but, you're, but you're not. You, have, you, you can trust your body a little bit. And you can get help. This is the thing that blows me away is like you can get help. That's not like that's not surgery. That's not like cutting your shoulder open to repair it. Like maybe you have to do that. Like there are injuries that require surgery. I'm not saying like we can just lay hands on and blah, blah, blah. But most of the time we have these injuries that can actually be treated without all this other stuff. Absolutely. Movement's the best medicine. Movement is the best medicine. There you go. So. So, friends, this is the episode to share. This is the episode to let sink into your soul and help this overcome any doubt, any obstacles, and give you some really clear ideas on what you need to do prior to working out. So we gave you the five core things. Uh, we'll, we'll have in the show notes here, and we'll, wherever you see this, we will link uh, a, a place where you can go to see all the videos that Dr. Annie talked about today, the joint prep videos, the diaphragmatic breathing videos, and also some killer foam roll videos as well. So we'll put that all together in a nice little package for you. Uh, so you can check it out and access that. We want to see you in the gym. We want to see you out in the field. We want to see you get the fitness that is your birthright. Yeah. 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 Dang it. Yeah. Dang it. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, work hard, live fit, and get out there and kick some butt. We'll talk to you next time on the Industrious Radio Show.